Hello and welcome back to Feld Notes. It's been a while. As you might remember from the last episode, my intention was to record a last episode with my Bubba Panka about the experience of having grandchildren. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19 and lockdowns and health restrictions around the place where she lived in aged care, that became more and more difficult. And unfortunately, on top of that, it became almost impossible to visit her properly when her health took a turn for the worst. And it was during the big lockdown earlier this year. It was actually on the 13th of August that she passed away. So we lost her, along with my other grandmother, Barbara, who I was also hoping to do an interview series on this podcast. So that's generally put a spanner in the works. So as a way of remembering her in this final episode, I wanted to invite my sister Jodie onto the podcast to share some of our favourite memories of Bubba Panka. And I thought that was fitting given that I was going to be asking her anyway about the experience of having grandchildren. So why not have memories from the grandchildren themselves? Thanks for coming on, Jodie. Thanks for having me, Martin. I think um, this will be a, a really nice experience. And whilst I would have liked to hear what Bubba Panka had to say about us, I think um, it's nice to, to be able to chat about her and remember her together. To be honest, she uh, shared her memories frequently anyway. She was one for telling stories, hence why I asked her in the first place. Yes, definitely. I'm sure that we could share some of her stories on her behalf, actually. Yeah. Absolutely. And for, for context, for anyone who's listening, we also delivered a kind of shared eulogy for her um, at her memorial service um, earlier this year. So this is a bit more of an informal conversational version. I might just throw it to you straight away. Is there a particular memory of being with Bubba and also Dedo when mm. he was alive that you hold dearly from your childhood? You know, there's there's a few classic stories um, about, about Bubba. I think going earlier when we were younger, definitely being at their house on White Place in Fig Tree, um, many great memories there with sleepovers and going over after school, you know, and watching the soap operas and Bold and the Beautiful and everything like that and all the wonderful food she used to cook as well. They're the sort of earliest memories I have with Bubba and also Dedo. I think we used to do Tuesday night dinners. Yeah, I would walk there after high school. Yeah. During high school, but after school finished. Whilst I had guitar lessons. So, yeah, I think that they were very fond memories. And I think still to this day, I still miss the uh, barbecue potatoes she used to do. And I'm a bit sad that mum or myself or you or or no one really learned how she did that uh, specifically. And it was always on a tiny barbecue, just just to make it visible for anyone in the family or beyond the family who's listening. It wasn't really a barbecue like Australians would generally do. It was a much smaller kind of portable thing. Mm. It was more like a, not really a grill, but it wasn't like a freestanding gigantic barbecue. And they would just pack on all of these different Mm -hmm. meats. It was a much more for lack of a better word, woggy affair yep. than the normal The chip-uppy little sausage things and everything. Yeah, know. and these sliced kind of uh, oval or circular-shaped potatoes. It was a very, very different way of cooking. I think it's great that you brought up the food thing because there's a whole way of cooking that North mm. Macedonians, and particularly Bubba and Dettel, would do that we don't really have anymore. And I know there was a restaurant in Wollongong for a while that actually offered the same sort of thing, but now it's closed and we don't really have it anymore. I just remember there being very little vegetable content. The only vegetable that made its way into the, (laughs) (laughs) 
Macedonian diet, at least that we experienced, was potato and like a stuffed capsicum. Yeah. I think that was about it. And then, you know, tomato and cucumber in a salad that was just lathered in salt anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we were always there. It was Tuesday evenings, I think. And sometimes we went twice a week and it kind of changed around a bit. But we were there for sleepovers. I remember that uh, we'd share... You'd share a room with her and I'd share a room with Dedo. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dedo would always have some sort of action movie or James Bond thing on if it was on free-to-air TV. Bubba would be like, I know like this. <laughs> too much gun, too much violence. I know like- Monkey film. Yeah, put on, put on, what was it, Curious George or something like that? Oh, I don't like, know. I don't know. It was some- <laughs> And Lassie. The collection of movies they had, I don't know if they're available anywhere else. Um, I do not know yeah. where we would find it. Another one which we didn't actually mention in the eulogies because obviously it would make- not make sense to anyone else was Alibaba, uh, that animated show, if you remember that one. This really hard to find VHS yeah, copy yeah, of this animated exactly. Thing. And also The Odyssey, was that another one? Well, that was actually an Australian production, which they found about the Greek legend right. or, or the stories by Homer. And I always thought it was actually a thing from Greece, but then we discovered it on YouTube. So you can actually mm. watch it. It's this Australian production of it. But they had all these really special things that they found. Mm. And I also remember being out in the backyard at their veggie garden and watching them proudly grow their chilies and cucumbers and they'd make ivor out of the capsicums, which mm-hmm. is this spiced relish. Mm-hmm. I suppose you could say like spiced capsicum relish. Uh, they would have things in brine. They had their supermarket under the house filled to the brim with anything from boxes of Duo and Omo to Pepsi Max and lemonade and all of the ingredients. Turkish coffee, of yep. course, bushels. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it was really generous with food. Yeah, slightly off the topic of, of food, but chatting about the backyard. I remember it was it was quite a sloped backyard, and um, this is not so much about Bubba, but about Dedo. We used to play soccer, and he used to always let me stand at the top of the hill, um, so he had to kick uphill whilst <laughs> I had to kick downhill, and we would play handball in the garage. Um, and also Dedo made me a, a basketball hoop and attached it to the side of the house. Um, and then also in their backyard – in the middle, there was a bit of a little concrete path that led to the clothesline. And I don't know if you remember this, but I used to swing on it and I actually broke it. Yeah, I do remember one that. One day, yeah, yeah. Did they know or I don't they know. Guessed? I think so, yeah. I don't know if we ever discussed it. I think that all might have fixed it. Yeah, but you didn't break the basketball hoop, did no, you? No. That he fixed still, onto the side. Yeah, yeah. The- that, I think that was still there when, obviously, they, they had to sell it um, all those years ago. Um yeah, it's been renovated and stuff since. But I remember when we visited, I think it was when it was being sold, we went past mm. and it was still yeah. fixed to the back. Yeah. And, of course, there were lots of memories with them in the garage where you would also do other kind of ball games or we'd ride around. And yeah. they had um, their gigantic kind of workshop thing where Dedo had all of his metalworking stuff. Mm-hmm. So, to paint the picture for people listening, a very, I don't want to say alternative, but a, a really classic Australian migrant suburban fit out, lots of generous food, celebrations linked to their North Macedonian Orthodox background. Not super religious, but following the calendar there for Easter, eating the fish. Particular um, traditions. Yeah, it was it was very much around tradition. And I, I don't know if you think of it this way, but something that I miss a lot about both of them, and obviously a lot about Bubba because she's more recently gone, it was that sense of ritual. Mm. Like not only were we there for Mm. dinner all the time, but Mm. there were those things throughout the calendar year, week to week, month to month. And more recently when they did have to leave home, you know, going by and visiting them at the aged care where they lived. I mean, you kind of have that and it comes through with your own kids or other family members and stuff, but you know, it's, it's, it's a ritual that's gone. Definitely. And I've actually thought about that with, you know, recording this, it's late December 
and uh, we've just had Christmas, um, but we would always do the sort of Macedonian Orthodox Christmas on the 7th of January afterwards. Um, And, you know, then they have the New Year's a week after that. So um, with my birthday being on the 1st of January on New Year's, I always got excited that we kind of had two Christmases and I kind of had two New Year's and two birthdays. And I wondered, you know, will we still, you know, have a family lunch or dinner on the 7th of, of January? Will we still celebrate those things i know um easter i think you mentioned we we used to do the the boiled eggs and you know the cracking mm-hmm. of the eggs yeah. and um obviously bubby used to do that a lot when we were younger but in more recent years mum has boiled and dyed the eggs so you know will we continue to do that as well um well it's not something i think of actively doing because i really don't like egg yolk <laughs> so the idea of going to the effort of boiling eggs and dying or painting them only not to eat them because i only find the egg white mm like even slightly palatable, it's not for me. But it's true, as you said, the rituals of doing that, even though you don't like the egg yolk or whatever, it's still fun getting the eggs and cracking them and, you know, doing the, was it Kora, which you would do it, was it New Year's? And one slice had so. the, um, the $2 coin or whatever, and it would bring you good luck if you got that slice. So, yeah, a lot of foods and traditions and rituals that, you know, now that that generation has sort of gone, you know, whether – those sort of things will continue and things that you miss from your childhood. So it's interesting to to think about. But I, I would like to um, mention uh, on the topic of the garage, um, we can't not talk about mm. Dedo's car, the day we were Sparrow, and trips to the Continental Pool. I think that needs to be, um, yeah. you know. Well, uh, please, you elaborate on that. Yeah, so um, anyone who, who knew Bubba and Dedo and, and our family would know that they were big fans of the uh, Wollongong Continental Pools, which are sort of ocean, saltwater pools uh in in Wollongong between North and South Beach and I think that was another big memory from our childhood going there with them we would you know fill the car with there was a basket in the back seat sorry in the in the boot um that had barbecue shapes and lemonade and Pepsi in there um like a picnic rug yeah exactly yeah yeah in the boot and then um we would drive there and Dedder would put what are those call those things called the the screen? I think it's just a reflector or a windscreen reflector. Yeah. I might be wrong, but I think people can gather. It normally has a picture or something on one side yeah. and the silver foil on the other. But I think his was double silver. Exactly. So it would yes. like blind you as you walked past the car. Yes, and that's what I remember. <laughs> just a silver foil-looking sheet thing in the in the in the windscreen of the car to reflect the sun. But yeah, we would go to the continental pools, and there'd be lots of other Macedonian people there who they would chat to. And I just remember them being really tan. And Bubba and Dedo. Oh, and yeah. I think in later years, because obviously they weren't, you know, going to the pools, they they weren't as tanned. And I just have a really strong memory of just how, you know, sort of um, olive their skin would, would get. And obviously you are slightly more naturally tanned than I am. But I just have a really fond memory of that. And I think when you look at, at photos of them in later years, they, they weren't as tanned because they weren't out in the sun. But, um, you know, Dedo used to lie out on the uh, the hose um, mm-hmm. on the brick area and everything. And I think he was particularly tanned because he was the one really sunbaking all yeah. the time. Yeah, and she, he'd be outside doing things. Yeah, she she was brown, but she had the whole one-piece thing and they would do their equivalent of exercise, which was just walking laps in the pool, yep. which I always thought was very funny. Yep. Not that I'm much of a swimmer Without anyway. putting their head under the water, I don't think. No, I think maybe Dedo did. He, yeah. would, he would actually kind of swim a bit mm-hmm. more, but mm-hmm. no, Bubba was not. And she always had her glasses on anyway, so yeah. it would just be dry from the neck up. <laughs> and she would do that dipping thing, yeah. remember the dipping? Yeah. I'll have to include, uh, if I can, a picture in the show notes of that actual photo from that Wollongong calendar where they took a photo of the Continental Pool with Wollongong Harbour and the lighthouses mm-hmm. in the background and we were shocked 
positively shocked to discover that they were in the foreground in the place where we always sat mm-hmm. when we were visiting the pool and they were photographed. They were memorialised uh, immortalised in this calendar. Was it, it was about 2006 or 2007, if I recall correctly. Around that. And it I, was like early mid-noughties or something. I can't remember if it was the August or September month or something, but, yeah. yeah, it's in the calendar. We've got the photo, so if you can include that, that would be great. But um, something that we actually, I mentioned in the eulogy on our last visit to Bubba, you know, because this this photo was quite, uh, you know, infamous. I said to her, and, I, and you know, we would, we would chat about it and joke and laugh about it, but I said to her on our last visit, Bobby, you were a swimsuit calendar model. <laughs> Not many people can, you know, say that. That's that's pretty cool. Did so you find that funny? She she said, no, Jordy, no. No. Yeah, which is quite funny. But, you know, technically she was. Um, but see, like the way you just spoke in that voice, mm. I've had people come up to me before, not very many, but if it ever came up or it was out of context and I had done an accent like that mm-hmm. and they would say, isn't that kind of offensive? Or how do you feel speaking that way? And particularly when I would do it to Bubba and Dedok. But I would say to them, you don't understand. They actually find it easier and have said as such that it, it, it's easier to understand English when you strip away all of that stuff and speak in an accent that's familiar. Yeah. And it's actually from this part of the world with all of this deep history that people don't know about. Totally. And I don't know. I got a bit of a better vibe for who Bubba and Dedok were when I actually visited there with you two. Mm. What, I mean, what... What do you kind of recall of visiting Prilep and seeing where they came from? Yeah, I think it was a really eye-opening experience. You know, we neither of us had been there. I think I was 20, so you would have been 24. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really know what to expect, but you just saw how different life was over there, I think. You know, we, we visited Belgrade in Serbia where some of our family was, and then we went to Prilep, which was, you know, um, Baba and Dedo's hometown and, and where mum was born. Um, but then even going to Skopje, that was completely different, which is the capital. So, but I think going to Prilep, it was amazing, you know, having mum point out, yeah. you know, where the family home was, where they grew up. You know, some of our family are still in the same house and apartment that, that they were in back when mum was in Macedonia. So, yeah, I think it was just a really eye-opening experience. And I think, you know, both you and I said to mum while we were there, have you ever thought about how different your life would be if you never made that move to Australia? And mum mm. said, oh, never really thought about it. And I think you and I were just mind blown that, you know, Absolutely. life was very different and how different her life would be. And obviously, you know, we probably definitely wouldn't exist. So, yeah, it was just um, really interesting. I think, you know, touching on the food aspect again, when we did go to Macedonia and I think it was on our our final night in Macedonia, I actually broke down because I was so full because of just yeah. the sheer amount, A, the amount of food we were um, – we were fed, but also the type of food, the diet was so different. We were all, I was hankering for a salad and. Yeah, I was hard. Yeah. And if anyone, you know, sort of listening to this knows me, I'm, I'm not, a salad is not the first thing I go to on a menu. Yeah, I, I struggled. And yeah. I think we went with our um, relative Zvonko and he was laughing at, uh, they serve salad here or he wasn't going to order yeah. anything because it's only meat and potatoes. Yeah. But look, what you were saying about mum, because we could go on forever, but I want to kind of keep this short and sweet, Mm. I think. What you were saying about the fact that mum never really thought about what her life would have been like Mm. uh, had she stayed there, it kind of made a bit more sense to me later on when I thought about the fact that she moved to Australia with Bubba and Little when she was nine years old. And so it was 
it was foreign to her, but it ended up being a natural mm. switch. It ended up being her life. She was still very uh, impressionable, picked up the language, became a native speaker. No one could really tell necessarily that she mm. came from a non-English speaking background in, in, in a very similar way that to the fact that you and I essentially like hybrid people. Mm. We don't really think about the fact that we have this huge Macedonian influence from these, you know, we have one set of generous grandparents on our dad's side, which is more of a traditional Anglo sense mm. in Australia. But then we also have our mum's parents, mm. and all of that has become intertwined. And we don't really think about the fact that That's we have true. been influenced and how much stuff we know about that people from other cultures or a more stereotypical white background mm. might not have. That's true. I think um, it's only in the more sort of recent years of my life, becoming an adult and everything, that I've really appreciated growing up with that second cultural heritage um, and having those different traditions and rituals, as, as we were mentioning, and the sort of appreciation that you get from that. It, it's only recently that I've kind of appreciated that extra experience and, and uh, insight into, you know, another culture that, that was afforded to us. But I just wanted to chat about Bubba's character a little bit because I think speaking of um, – actually, one thing I wanted to mention was we didn't grow up speaking Macedonian, which – you know, obviously hindsight's a great thing. I, I would love to have learnt it, but um, we, we didn't at the time. I think you learnt some more of this alphabet and, and a, a bit more than I yeah, did. Yeah, Dedo taught me that. Um, yeah, but I think looking back, I wish we could have spoken Macedonian to be able to, obviously Bubba and Dedo's English was really good, but it would have been, you know, great to be able to communicate with them with Macedonian. But I think something that was really interesting about Bubba particularly was her English was really good for someone of that generation and it who got came better. Up. Yeah, exactly. And then when she went into um, aged care, it got even better because, you know, she was chatting to all the staff and everyone in English. And I think because, you know, even in her sort of final days, weeks, months, she was so – you could have a real conversation with her. Her English was really good. She was super charismatic and everyone who met her just thought she was a real character. And I think that's something that, you know, we'd want to remember her by. Going back to your question about – you know, going to Macedonia and what that, you know, I sort of experienced or learned from that was it's only in, in the last few years as well that I've kind of really realised sort of the hardship that Barbara and Dedo went through in their life, moving over from Macedonia, losing, you know, their son Tony, our uncle, and not being able to go back there and health issues and things like that. And um, it's kind of funny looking back because, you know, Bubba was always just this funny, energetic person and, and this great personality. And, you know, sometimes she would say her funny lines that, you know, elude me now. But um, just despite all the hardship that they went through, she was just this fun person that, that everyone sort of loved and her smile could light up a room. And I remember her being in hospital at one stage and a nurse um, just really took a liking to her, I don't know, and Bubba said, she, she really liked me. She says I'm beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah, just I, I think despite the difficult times in, in their life, just being so, you know, fun and, and lively and, and having such a good um, sense of humour as well. I think that's a great way to sum up her character and Ditto's as well and probably a good place to finish. And I hope that, you know, despite the fact that we didn't learn Macedonian, who knows, maybe we can pick up some skills in the future, but I think this is a good way and I hope what I've aimed to do with this podcast, these episodes dedicated to her, was to 
carry on that legacy or have some sort of resource that family members could enjoy or even people from beyond the family could discover and learn about someone different, mm -hmm. uh, think about migrants or different people in their own community. Mm -hmm. So uh, I want to thank everyone who's listened along the way, however you may be. Uh, I hope that you found the story interesting and the interviews that were featuring Bubba before she unfortunately died this year. And thank you, Jody, for coming for this final conversation and sharing your thoughts on Bubba. Thanks for having me.